The House has now voted uh, Devin to formalize its impeachment inquiry into Biden on Wednesday, taking a critical step that uh, GOP leaders have uh, said that it's absolutely necessary to get uh, the White House in, into complying with their investigation. And the so the impeachment hearing is basically on. And uh, I'm not surprised about that. I'm very glad that the GOP has gotten their act together. I mean, look, we have a bare majority, but uh, now with, uh, what's his name, Kevin McCarthy coming out, uh, that might be even more challenging. But look, we're, we're going we're gonna to get the investigation underway. And the Democrats have been saying consistently, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. No, no. What's been happening is that there's been no investigation. That is correct. There's been no investigation done because they, they've been in charge. And they say, oh, this has been for years in the making. Well, no, not quite. Uh, more evidence has come out as a result of the Hunter Biden laptop, which has really only come out um, in, in spades, as it were, after 2020. So then they were in control of Congress, and now we're back in control of Congress. So uh, all is good in that department. We're going to be able to pursue this, and it's, it's going to be very serious. We're going to see all these checks. that They'll pretend it doesn't exist, but at some point, <laughs> they're going to have to deal with it. Uh, these people who, who proclaim that Trump engaged in this massive insurrect insurrection simply by saying, go peacefully and, uh, what was it, peacefully and nonviolently or whatever, yeah. uh, exercise, uh, patriotically, patriotically, uh, to the, the, the capital steps. And he didn't say anywhere Go, go ruffle some feathers there. Go, go beat up some people. Not that they did, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff now, that the 40,000 hours of tapes that shows otherwise. But we're really focusing now on the impeachment. Uh, so they were happy to do an impeachment based on that, but with no evidence whatsoever, other than their statement that somehow the words going patriotically and peacefully was somehow a dog whistle to go, I guess, unpatriotically and very violently <laughs> to the Capitol House steps. So uh, here we have, we have checks. We have LLCs that were created. Uh, they cannot deny that millions were received uh, by uh, the Trump, uh, sorry, by the, uh, the Biden White House. And, and they've got some real big problems here. So in fact, it's so bad that at this point, even the New York Times has to acknowledge that Hunter Biden has been uh, charged with evading taxes on millions from foreign firms, mostly China, of course. So I'll read to you from the New York Times. The Justice Department charged President Biden's son after a long-running and wide-ranging investigation with substantial political repercussions. Well, all that is true. Uh, this is on December 7. A federal grand jury charged Hunter Biden on Thursday with a scheme to evade federal taxes on millions uh, in income from foreign businesses. The second indictment against him this year and a major new development in a case Republicans have made the cornerstone of a possible impeachment. Now they've actually voted for it. Uh, Mr. Biden, the president's son, faces three counts, each of evasion of a tax assessment, failure to file and pay taxes, and filing a false or fraudulent tax return according to the 56-page indictment. A withering play-by-play -play of personal indulgence with potentially enormous political costs for his father. All right, so... It, it, the, the, the charges filed in California came five months after he appeared to be on the verge of a plea deal. Remember that plea deal where they're it basically they're trying to erase any potential liability against him for anything else so long as he cops a deal to this gun charge, right? right. Uh, that was a cute maneuver. I, I, and I, I predicted and I said it. I was one of the few people who said it. This judge is not going to go for it. Right. I, just, I just knew it. 
uh, it, it was too brazen. And I, I don't even know whether the judge, I, I think it was a woman, was Democrat or Republican. I think she's a Democrat. But yeah. even for her, it was too much, right? right. Uh, there, there is a point where Democrats say, okay, no, uh, we're not going to do that. But it has to be somebody who is not, um, it has, the, the behavior has to be so brazen like uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo from New York, oh, yeah. uh, or what's this guy, the, the Anthony Weiner? <laughs> it's easy to remember his name. Uh, you know, when it's brazen and they don't have any political power, right? Then they, they, they don't have any goods on anybody. So that that's the difference here. And in this case, uh, they thought that they had power, but they didn't have power. So anyway, the indictment now says that Mr. Biden engaged in a four-year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in self-assessed federal taxes he owed for the tax years 2016 through 2019. Uh, it goes on and on. So, uh, and then the penalties and everything else. So the question is, uh, why would he be getting any money at all right. from these foreign entities? I mean, it, sometimes it's important to ask what's not in an article. This is the New York Times, after all. Right. At, at no point... Do they say questions abound as to why he was receiving this, why these foreign entities were giving this to Hunter Biden? It was because they liked him. They, they, they enjoyed giving him uh, money so he could feed his coke addiction and his sex addictions. Is that? No, of course not. Right. They thought that they were getting and probably did get uh, influence with one certain Joe Biden. And, I, you know, it, it's very hard to to really, it's not the sniff test. I, I would say it was so brazenly in your face. Why would they give money to this guy? And then they purport, then we have evidence that they were, uh, they were giving him loans, uh, which, you know, there were, nobody was paying back. There wasn't documented the loans. Most loans, certainly of, of any substantial size, are, are gonna be documented. If I loan you 10 bucks for lunch today, we don't have to document that, got it? But, but if I loan you $100,000, for whatever, I probably should be documented. Yeah. Devin, I gave you $100,000 on December 19 of 2023. Uh, you promised to pay me back with interest at X rate by December 19 of 2024. Something like that, right? And if you don't pay it, here are the repercussions. Okay, they're not documented. And it's a hell of a lot more than $100,000, right? And then it filters through all these LLCs, none of which have any stated purpose. Okay, other than to filter money. And they can't explain it. They don't, they, it's so clearly a, a money laundering scheme. And then we have also his brother apparently receiving a very substantial amount of money. So the, the defense of these, of the Democrats is, look, Brooke, that's, that's great. You've got a good case against Hunter and uh, James, I believe, is the brother uh, for receiving this money. But that doesn't mean that Joe received any money. And so... Okay, it doesn't. He doesn't have to receive a dime. You understand that, right? If if you if you pay, if if a Chinese government pays for my kids' tuition, money that I might otherwise be spending to pay my kids' tuition, or their clothes for that matter, or for their Maseratis, not that they have Maseratis, uh, I didn't benefit. (laughs) That's not me. (laughs) So, uh, but. It's obviously for the benefit indirectly for Joe Biden because he wants his family taken care of. That benefits him. He likes that. But, but, but we now know that he did get uh, 10% to the big guy. He is the big guy. Everyone knows that he's the big guy. So uh, big, big problems in the future for, for one Joe Biden.
Exactly. And my point would be that Hunter Biden has absolutely nothing to offer the Chinese. And the Chinese are pretty smart. So they're not going to give a bunch of money to someone if they have nothing to offer. So again, like, why would they give Hunter Biden that much money? What is he going to do? Even Hunter Biden admitted that the only reason he was part of the Ukrainian um, board of directors of Burisma was because he's connected to his father, because his father's influence. So Hunter Biden even understands that. So even if he conned them and didn't actually give the influence to the Chinese, which I doubt he did, that is still part of the deal. And Joe Biden is even implicated within that. Yeah, that's, that's very fair. Uh, the article is very interesting because it, it talks, it, it tries to blunt the seriousness of the issue. The charges, while serious, were far less explosive than the ones pushed by former Don, uh, President Donald J. Trump and congressional Republicans who had been very angry with the department for failing to find wider criminal wrongdoing by the president's son and family. In other words, you know, he didn't rape and murder as many people as you claim, just about half of the amount of people that you claim. <laughs> That's all. So it, it, you're not so tough, big guy. That, that, I mean, what an absurd argument, right? Yeah. Um, so many of the facts laid out, this is another argument that they try to use to blunt. Many of the facts laid out in Thursday's indictment were already widely known. And the litany of Mr. Biden's actions tracks closely with a narrative that he drafted with prosecutors in the plea deal that collapsed over the summer. Over under the withering scrutiny, I like that withering <laughs> scrutiny of the federal judge in Delaware. By the way, my next book is called Withering Scrutiny. <laughs> it's a sequel to Wuthering Heights. So I, it's a bit withering scrutiny. What kind of scrutiny? Withering. withering. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take uh, scrutiny uh, for for two hundred. Uh, would you would like would you like some withering with that? <laughs> That's so silly. I'm being silly, but but so it, it's. They're trying to really blunt this. Like the New York Times knows that the jig is up. It really is. My concern, Devin, is that it will take so long to eventually unravel. Now, we both know that while Congress may impeach, uh, there's no way there's going to be conviction in the Senate. I think it has to be 60 percent, right? So in other words, 60 votes. So even if we had the Senate, we still wouldn't win with only a majority. Right. So it's not gonna, there's not going to be conviction unless some Democrats go along. And I don't think anybody will go along. Uh, they certainly don't want to destroy the party. And, and no one will accuse the Democrats of not uh, falling in line when the, yeah. the party hopefuls and the elite of the party demand that they fall in line. So... Um, Anyway, it's going to be interesting. I think it'll change the minds of a lot of people. The reason why I say it'll change the minds of a lot of people, Devin, is that we know for a fact that after the polling, uh, after the election of 2020, that when they were polled and, and, and asked, would you have still voted for Biden had you known about this Hunter Biden laptop? I think it was either 20 or 30 percent. I just I forget which number. But either way, a huge number would not have voted for Biden at the very least and probably would have voted for Trump. But either way, it would have meant Biden would have lost. Right. They worked so hard to, to blunt. There's that word again. I, I've been wanting to use that word a lot lately. So here we, here we go. But they, they wanted to blunt uh, the impact of the Hunter Biden laptop. And they did. They put out all the stops to make sure that they would set it up in such a way that when Trump raised it in the debate, which he did, 
then they would respond by saying 51 department heads have determined that this is, has all the earmarks of a Russian interference campaign. Uh, brilliant. Just brilliant. Like, what a response. And he, he, he could be so dismissive about it. Yeah. And I have to give credit to Joe Biden. He, he kind of talked it in a, in a very dismissive way. And, and this, it wasn't even real, right? So anyway, we now also know that, Hunt, uh, that Joe Biden claimed not to have known anything about Hunter's business dealings. Then that turned out to be a lie. Then he said, I had no communications with any of Hunter's business uh, colleagues. That turned out to be a lie. Okay. Then he, he claimed not to have any meetings. That turned out to be a lie. It was a huge number of meetings with them. Uh, and now we'll find out that, in fact, he was actually taking money. Um, and that lie will be exposed as well. I don't blame Joe Biden for lying because he, he, he'll have to say whatever he has to say. Right. I mean, look, if, if you're if you're committing treason against the government and literally taking money in order to um, take, you know, to effectuate influence, sorry, to to let yourself be influenced by these uh, governments, then lying about it. That's not such a hard stretch there. Right. OK. Yeah. And like with the line and I understand giving him like just understanding that instance. But Donald Trump lied about a business deal in like the 90s or something, supposedly. Like that's the worst case. And they're prosecuting him. Giuliani just got like a directed uh, verdict against him for saying making like public statements about his opinion about the election. And they said, oh, it was untrue. So you have to pay like what, a billion dollars or something like that. Like not even to tout what happened to Alex Jones. Like they set the bar. That if you are not completely honest about something, you're going to have to pay millions, hundreds of millions of billions of dollars. They should probably have the same standard on their side as they do for the other side, even just for an appearance yes. of dignity and what have you. The other interesting thing is that in the same article, uh, the lawyer for Hunter Biden says, said that if Hunter's last name was anything other than Biden, the charges in Delaware and now California would not have been brought. Okay, you know what? He's right. Yeah. He's right. Because the, the charges, the criminal, criminality would never have occurred in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> because the reason why he got the money that allowed him to commit these crimes is because his name was Biden. That's, do you get it? <laughs> of course. It's like, what are you, it's like uh, anyway, that, that part's just fun. I mean, really, it's, it's just very silly. They, they can't take themselves. I, I, some lawyers, when they, they, they speak... You know, and I'm a lawyer, of course, myself. I, I if I can't say something with a straight face, <laughs> <laughs> then I, I just won't advance it. Right. In fact, I won't take the case in the first place. So I, I, I think I do a pretty good grilling job of the potential client before I agree to re, to represent him or her, and or it, yeah. or J, right? <laughs> but I, before I do it, I grill them. Okay, what is the other side going to say? Tell me. Please make the arguments by the other side. What they're going to say? Don't don't hide this to me. Anyway, the whole point: you you can get a lot of information. It's never perfect, but you can definitely grill. You don't always accept what the client tells you, and you, and if you know that the client is in the wrong, you know what? Pass. Yeah. Just pass. I I don't. It's not that they don't deserve representation. They do, but I don't like to lose. I just don't, and I, I like. When I take on a client, I like to think that I'm going to win, either the defense or the, 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 the prosecution of the case. Um, but I, I love winning. That's it. I mean, that's what gets me 
really excited about going to practice of law, not just hoping that the judge will see my interpretation of what is insider trading or what is, what is fraud and all this. I don't want to represent that person. Yeah. There are plenty of good people out there who've done no wrong or, and, and deserve proper representation. I want to be that guy, all right? Anyway, so I don't want to be in a position like this, this schmuck lawyer uh, when he has a microphone in front of him and say something that you know that he knows is garbage. Right. It's just total BS, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's a side note, I suppose. All right, so uh, Trump is uh, just now, the news just came out, that Trump is now off the Colorado ballot. The Colorado Supreme Court has issued, uh, I think, like a 200-page decision saying that uh, it is appropriate to not have him on the ballot because he engaged in insurrection, okay? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's it. That's the gist of it, uh, basing it on, uh, you know, the 14th Amendment, and that's a good cause to not have him on the ballot. There's a, there's a problem, though, and the problem is he wasn't convicted, Okay, there's, there's mo- been no finding that he actually engaged in a conviction. She doesn't get to argue, or that, that's Colorado Supreme Court, so maybe it was a panel, I assume it was. They don't get to decide and make a fact-finding mission on this and say, okay, he, he engaged in insurrection from what I see from the various tapes out there and everything, without any response by him, yeah. uh, no, no, no investigation of what he might say in response. And now, <laughs> now he's off the ballot? Really? Okay, so it will go to the Supreme Court, right. of course, right? Otherwise, what's going to happen? I mean, you, you tell me. What, what's going to happen if the Supreme Court doesn't take, take it up? Uh, so many other states are yes. actually going to follow it. You know, Massachusetts, New York, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and not just those two. Even the purple states that, where they have a, um, uh, a, a district attorney who is very left-leaning, because there are purple states out there, and maybe even a red state that has a left-leaning attorney general. And they're going to say, look, uh, the court has found that, and we agree with that, and you know, it's the same reason. So all the states will pile on. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court has to take this case. Yeah. has to. Yeah. And they will, they will reverse it, because there is no basis for it. And I, I think I've said this before, but like, how does it make sense... You have Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War. Jefferson Davis decides to insurrect and wants to get split away from the Union. It wasn't Abraham Lincoln who wanted to insurrect. Abraham Lincoln could not have insurrected against himself. During January 6th, President Trump was the president. How does he insurrect against himself? He's the president. If it was Biden was president, okay, now Donald Trump can lead an army and have everybody take over. But... How does it logically do that the current running president insurrects against his own government? I, I like that reasoning. I suppose what they'll say, Devin, is that, no, well, you know, he knew the tidal wave, that the election had already been lost uh, and that Biden had won. And therefore, you know, he was doing everything he could to interfere with it. I, I guess that's their basic argument, interfere with judicial proceedings yeah. uh, or con- in this case, ju- congressional uh, proceedings. But uh, but I, I like your point. I think it's it's not a bad point at all. But it's it's certainly not the case. It's it's about overthrowing the government altogether, yeah. and this is I mean, it's, it's just too hard to to make this argument. It, it is a silly argument. But now we have to now we have to fight it. And and no doubt the Colorado Supreme Court is now super excited about its precedent that it hopes to uh, stick. But that's how desperate they are. Yeah. 
they, they must get rid of Donald Trump. They have to because they know how popular he is. He is now wildly successful in the, in the polls. Uh, we talked about this last week as well, and nobody seems to be able to, to catch up to him. The way I analyzed it on Newsmax the other day was to say, like, these, these other Republicans, I, I, you know, I like them. Most of them I, I like. I mean, if, if Trump were out of the picture, I, I probably would choose DeSantis among the, the remaining ones. Certainly not Chris Christie uh, <laughs> no. and, and whoever that other guy is. I, I don't even know what his name is. I don't even know why he's still there. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, I, I think they, they remind me, they, they seem like understudies of a, of a play. And they hope that one day, <clears throat> um, you know, Trump, who is the, the actual actor, will get sick that day and their big moment will come. You know, so they're, they're really gunning for a second place, which in turn is such a high improbability of them actually getting it onto the stage, literally. Right. But that's what I think it is. Or if you like my other analogy, which is that he's a varsity team uh, of one. And, and they're on the junior varsity. No, 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 they're not in junior. They're middle school yeah. team, okay? And, and they, they hope to compete against him. He's so far ahead of the polls. It's, it's a ridiculous. So yeah. um, I, I don't know that there's been this kind of disparity in the past that, that anyone climbed out of. That anyone, I mean, I could be proven wrong, but uh, something pretty bad would have to happen. I think they would have to gamble on him either being either – God forbid, God forbid, dying or being otherwise incap- incapacitated or being taken off the ballots like they're hoping to do, or that somehow they think that the convictions, or that the, sorry, the indictments will lead to convictions, will somehow uh, prevent him from running for president or at the very least uh, make him so toxic in the, in the, in the eyes and the minds of the voters that he will lose a very substantial uh, degree of the electorate. I, that's, that's I, I suppose, my thinking. Yeah, and I, I think what's going on, and it just keeps on backfiring. It's the Obi-Wan Kenobi, where it's like, if you kill me, I will become more powerful. If you indict me, if you convict me, if you put me in prison, I am going to be more powerful. And when people are seeing, like, you compare and in every way, domestically and internationally, under Trump, peace abroad, and we had wonderful prosperity at home. Under Biden, we have horrible poverty here and then we have all these wars and all this chaos abroad like it is so obvious it's not even about the personality of donald trump it's that this guy is so bad that you because his own party doesn't denounce him you lose respect for his entire party there are so many concerns about the corruption of the democrat party at this point that they're 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 gunning to do this they can't let the american people vote for themselves if, if their values, if their platform is so good, Bidenomics and everything else, else that they're touting, and its foreign policy, which has just been fantastic, yeah. uh, then they should be able to win on the competition, the great competition of ideas. Yeah. You know, and, and talk to them about, okay, he's a misogynist. I mean, if they want to use that. Um, you know, he was convicted of uh, sexual assault by that one woman. Uh, the story, I don't believe at all. They're, they're not even running with that, by the way. They're not even campaigning on that because it's so absurd. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there remember that? There's a trial, though, that's going there, next year. Yeah, I know. There's a trial next okay. year. But anyway, every, everything is, you know, there's, tr- there's many trials for him. Yeah. But they would, they would let it go. They would, they would say, look, you know, he was a terrible president somehow. And so what, what do they say? They, I mean, there's many fronts that they're, they're taking on. Among them is that if he becomes president, uh, that's the end of democracy as we know it. 
you know, you would think that he would have engaged in the end of democracy as we know it when he was president right. somehow uh, and somehow take over the government. He didn't. Oh, that's right. The failed attempt at the insurrection of January 6th. Oops, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, okay. No, <laughs> it just didn't work. So you would think he would do something. He would, he would marshal all the, uh, the federal troops and, and, and say, okay, we're, we're guns you know, to everyone's heads and we are going to take over this country. No, nothing like that. But that doesn't stop them from saying that he's going to be a fascist again. Uh, and they've called him everything. And they, Fox News actually brought this out. I think it was Jesse Waters. It was a very nice segment noting how they've called Trump everything that they can imagine, right? A dictator, a fascist, uh, an insurrectionist, a Hitler, a rapist, a misogynist. That's the worst, right? Uh, I don't know, Devin. I, after all that, throwing all of those verbal barbs at him, you know what they're going to be calling him? Mr. President. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah, yeah. right? That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So he, he's going to win on everything. You'll see. Yeah. I so admire this man uh, more so than ever because – I don't know of anybody who's gone through what he's, he's a leader like him has gone through as, as much as he has gone through with all the challenges and the ballot crap and the, the, the name calling and the sexual assault charges and everything else. They, they can't stop. And yet the guy manages to rise above it, make fun of it, yeah. laugh at it. Yeah. And he's relentlessly solid. And it makes it clear to me that he is a great leader. Yeah. That's the way it works. I, I want him more now. Because if he can defend himself this way, he can certainly sp- stand up for the country. Yeah. God bless this man. And, yeah. and may God help him in his mission. Because uh, he, is a great, he was a great leader and he continues to be a great leader. And I think he will be president of the United States again. Uh, I mean, really, the only way that, that it's not going to happen is if, God forbid, he dies. God forbid he's incapacitated. Um, I don't think that any of these legal challenges will work against him. Uh, and the only other thing is, is mischief at the ballot box, yeah. which is a very real possibility. I, I, don't, I don't trust anything that the Democrats advance. And they say, oh, you're crazy for thinking that sounds conspiratorial, <laughs> you know. But, but look what you're doing with the Hunter Biden stuff, right? I mean, you, you, you're, you're pr- pretending that it didn't happen. It's so right there in your face. Right. And, and you're not going to vote to impeach him. And, and you're, I mean, this man is clearly a criminal. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I don't take you so seriously. When you, you know, claim that somehow I'm a conspiracist, you've done some pretty bad things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they say like, democracy will die. Well, what is democracy? Well, everyone gets to vote on who they want to be president. It's kind of like they're accusing Trump of taking off his opposing like parties, like the person he's running against, off the ballot, or indicting the, his political enemies to get them off the ballot. That seems more anti-democracy than Trump, who yeah. was pretty open to everything. Yeah. Which begs the next question: which is, Why is it that the Democrats are pushing to keep Biden as president, uh, at least a candidate for twenty twenty four? Why? I mean, he clearly is not the right man for the job. Yeah, I mean, I would say he should be, he should have resigned a long time ago. But the idea that he can, he can somehow stomach another four years, really? I, I, why is it then that they are pushing to keep him as the candidate for 2024? And the answer is because they can't afford for him to be out of the White House yeah. with all the investigations against him. 
when they discovered that indeed he was a traitor. Indeed, he sold his office to the highest bidder. And when, so you, now they're forced to be with him. It's, it's a little bit like, uh, oh, I don't know. You know, if it's important to you that your appearances look good and you discover that your wife has been cheating on you with the plumber and the pool boy and everything else, um, and, and you're such a high up CEO of a company, let's say, you know, it's, it's going to be embarrassing to you. So you pretend along and you keep the wife. And she, you know, and, and only that, but she, she has the goods on you on other things. So uh, the problem is that I think Biden and the Biden family, because they're, they're so corrupt that they probably have other goodies on other, other Democrats, right? So they're not about to, uh, to simply say, yeah, I, I think I should go. There's a whole, there's a big Mexican standoff uh, going on in the Democrat Party, which leads me to yet another powerful uh, concern, which is the Epstein logs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know about Epstein Island. Everyone knows about it. He, he killed himself about, uh, well, quote, unquote, killed himself uh, four years ago, I think, about. Yeah. And, boy, it seems like a, long, a lot sooner than that. But anyway, he killed himself four years ago. That's the story. Dick Durbin, the senator from, uh, where, is the new, where is he from, New Jersey? Sure. Anyway, take that up if you, if you can. But um, Dick Durbin refuses to subpoena the FBI. The FBI has the logs, right? W- why is it? that they don't turn over the logs. I mean, what's the problem here? Yeah. Right? I mean, why would you not turn over the, the logs, FBI? It's obviously because they are uh, being required. Uh, sorry, they've got some dirt on them. Yeah. So maybe somebody in the FBI. Yeah. Probably so, right? Yeah. Or that there are so many people putting so much pressure on the FBI. There are too many people involved in the Epstein. I wonder what, what Jeffrey Epstein would think if he were alive uh, or, or just somehow able to see the circus that has happened. And just, he, I think he would be amazed to say, wow, you've managed to keep the, the, the flight logs away from the American public for four years? Yeah. Really? I, I would think it would all, all have unraveled by now. But I guess the tentacles are so deep and there's so much Mexican standoff going on when I say Mexican standoff, you know, the idea of, you know, everyone's got guns pointed at everyone else, that it, it just, it's just not coming out. Yeah. And so when they asked Dick Durbin, who's obviously somehow involved in this, I mean, he's got his own incentive not to release it. I'm not saying that he went to uh, Epstein Island, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, but he's acting like somebody who went to Epstein Island and, and has some concern that these logs be released. I, I think he's really made sure that he didn't. So they, they confronted him and said, why, why haven't you subpoenaed it? Well, it was late in the day. Okay, so that's what they said. That's what he said. And then uh, he said, why is it relevant to anything? Well, what do you mean, why is it relevant? You're, you're, a con- you're, you're a senator. You can subpoena these documents. It's for purposes of an investigation. Right. This is a national consequences sort of thing. Anyway, so then the next day, he's, he's available the next day. It's not as if the Senate went for for a vacation for, for five more months or something like that, and we'll, we'll get back to it as soon as we get back. No, he was at a ribbon-cutting ceremony somewhere. I, I think that this is more important. Issue the subpoena. The subpoenas are very easy to do, by the way. I'm, I, I'm an attorney. I'm an officer of the court. I can issue a subpoena in a matter of minutes. Right. Uh, and that's that. And it's just give me the, the friggin' flight logs. That's it. Right. So obviously something's going on. Yeah. And, and none of the Democrats have... Uh, have said, let's see, 
the flight logs. None of them. Yeah. So it's very scary. It, so either they themselves are, you know, trapped and wrapped in, in the whole thing, or uh, they're, they've been told to get in line. They, they're, there have been other pressure points for them to simply play along with this. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, look, I mean, Devin, if, if you were, if I were to, I don't know, commit a series of murders, right? And you knew that I committed the series of murders, I would expect you to tell the FBI. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't blame you for doing that. But if I told you, hey, Devin, you know, I, you want a good job here. I'm going to give you some really good, good uh, raises in the future and such like that. You, uh, you, you know, maybe you'd be tempted. Right. I'd, I'd pay you a lot of money. Um, and then, uh, you know, th- then everything's entrenched with one another. I think that's what's going on. It, it's too scary. They, there, there are too many powerful people. We all know that whoever's at Epstein Island, by definition, it's not going to be some plumber, yeah. right? And I, no, no uh, dig on plumbers, by the way. Yeah. It, it, but t- typical plumber salary is not such that they can afford the trip to Epstein Island and, and all the, the, uh, the panoply that goes with Epstein Island, all the, 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 the wealth that has to be spent on Epstein Island. I mean, obviously, there's a buy-in that was, that was in there. And the flight logs are there. Everyone, everyone knows. Now, the flight logs are coming out. Do you know that? January yeah. 2nd. Yeah, if, hopefully, yeah. So apparently the names of 170 or so people wow. uh, are going to be released. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, at least one of the names will blacken down is what I understand. But we'll see how that, uh, how that translates. That could be a very big explosion. Yeah. I, you know, a political explosion I'm talking about. So <laughs> they're going to do everything they can to keep their power. But this is the reason why Biden must be kept in power. Yeah. For, for them, not for us. For them, they, they have to keep him because he's got something on them. They've got something on him. It, it's all very bizarre because it makes no sense that they're not pushing harder against uh, Joe Biden, you know, stepping aside and, and maybe having Gavin Newsom or some other Democrat come in. And Gavin Newsom has said very clearly, I, I'm not running for president and all those things. Because if, if Biden did step aside, he wouldn't have the power anymore. Yeah. He would uh, either have to beg. I, I mean, the best thing he could do, I suppose, is have Kamala Harris, who would then become president. God forbid. But still, yeah. she becomes president. And then, like Gerald Ford did with Nixon, uh, say, I hereby pardon you. Okay, then you're all done. But then the, all the information comes out. It's, pardon what, sir, you know, Madam President. Right. And, and uh, well, of any convictions or crimes that you may, may come. Okay, well, but then it begs the question. So they, it, it would be so exposed at that point. And that's the reason why they have to have him in the White House. Yeah. You see? Yeah. They're stuck with him. Yeah. Even though it's the stupidest thing to have him running for president. Every right. time they get up, they, they, they just, they grimace, they... They can't wait for him to get off the stage because God knows what he's going to say while he's on the stage or how he's going to walk. Well, he looked uh, disoriented, which he always does. Right. All right. Yeah. And one of the questions, too, and this is for you, Barack, is do you think he's actually going to do a debate? Or do you think he's going to be like, oh, no, Donald Trump has – he's the first and only politician who's ever said a lie. So I can't have a debate with him on stage because he's lied once. That's a very, very interesting point. 
<laughs> I didn't think about that. No, no, he'll he'll debate Trump. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he will. Oh, whoever the Republican nominee yeah. is, I think it will be Trump. But uh, he's going to have to. And I mean, if what if he? I mean, I guess I don't know. He he was already kind of not with it uh, for almost four years ago when he was debating Trump uh, back then, and now it's four years later. I mean, he's he's got clearly more dementia than ever. That's my opinion, but yeah. I, I think it's pretty manifest to anybody else. So, yeah, no, he'll debate. Uh, something's got to happen, and then Trump will just destroy him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be easy. And then the story will be about uh, Hunter Biden and, <laughs> and the investigation. By then, he will have been impeached, probably. And he'll say, you were impeached. You cooperated with the Chinese government. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how... They're going to get around it. I, I suppose the only other way is to, to simply, simply have somebody else in there, and then that somebody else will have to answer for Joe Biden. And you supported Joe Biden, for example. Yeah. You voted against the impeachment. You knew that he had all this information, and 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 uh, and it'll be dirt on that Democrat, whoever it might be. There, there's no honest Democrat out there to this day, as, as as I know, who could who would be in a position of running for president. Right? There might be honest Democrats who are on the lower level who have not yet dirtied themselves, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All right. More news. So uh, Gaza. Uh, things are moving well for Israel in terms of uh, getting rid of Hamas. Uh, the horrible story of, the, uh, of Israel, sadly, the IDF Israel Defense Forces uh, killing three of the hostages, uh, thinking that they were Hamas terrorists at the time. Now, many people, you know, feel haunted by it. They feel this is terrible. And it is very, very unfortunate. It's extremely unfortunate. But, but you have to take, this is from a rabbi that uh, spoke the other day. And I, I so liked his approach. I want to give him credit. Rabbi Goodman uh, from Las Vegas, actually, a very impressive uh, rabbi. He said, look, all of this, all of this is on Hamas. Yeah. Uh, this is the heat of war, the heat of battle. And uh, they have literally a millisecond to make a decision many times. It's not as if they said, oh, come on out, we'll just kill, kill you, you know, because, because it's fun to kill people. It doesn't work that way. Not on uh, that side. Not on that side, yeah. yeah. And what you don't know is, and listeners don't know, is that Hamas routinely pretends to be surrendering. Yes. And then, you know, takes you know, all sorts of wild actions. They, they cannot be trusted. So when they come out with a white flag and bare-chested like these guys did, um, in, in the past, they had been Hamas terrorists and they just didn't trust them. So you have to think, you know, in the mindset of these guys. So the Israeli government, the IDF has now come to the position that anytime anybody comes out with a white flag, you will stop regardless. We'll check them out. We'll spend as much time as we can figuring this out. But in the host- during the hostility of war and, and everything else, I, I mean... Who knows? The, the three guys may have been running toward them. Uh, and, and it was speaking in Hebrew, but there was a lot of noise in the background. They couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, you, you just don't know. And so you don't judge these soldiers. You think they wanted to kill their own countrymen? I mean, it's, it's absurd. Oh, yeah. So don't, don't judge them. Okay? This, and again, this is all in Hamas. Whoever dies in Gaza, whoever, during battle of any kind, whether it's the hostages or the Hamas monsters themselves or the Palestinian people, generally speaking, that is all in Hamas. It, it, it's just shocking. I mean, they think that somehow it's okay to do what they did. 
uh, and be wildly indiscriminate. In fact, try to kill as many innocent people as possible. But somehow Israel has to tiptoe when they get into Gaza to, to, uh, to, to engage in retribution for what happened. It's, it's absurd, the arguments. Look, people have asked me, what, what do I think will be the end of this? Okay, I'll tell you what will not be the end of this is a two-state solution. No. It's not possible. They don't want it. No. Uh, first of all, they don't want it, to use your point. Um, the two-state solution is the concept that there will be some sort of Palestine and some sort of Israel uh, side by side, and they've all worked things out. It's all a land issue. It's not a land issue. It's just not. If it were a land issue, they would have accepted one of the five proposals that Israel uh, offered, virtually giving them everything that they claim to want. And here's, you have all the West Bank, you have all of Gaza, you'll have Jerusalem as the capital, um, and we'll have minor little adjustments based upon where Israelis are and where Palestinians are. You'll take some of Israel, Israel's present territory, and we'll take some of the West Bank's present territory based upon the realities on the ground. But other than that, like it was like a 3% uh, issue. Yeah. But other than that, it's basically everything that they wanted. And five times they said no. Five times. Yeah. So it, it's, it's BS that they want a two-state solution. They, they've said it very, more clearly lately, from the river to the sea. They want to get rid of Israel. It doesn't matter how small a, a piece of land Israel would agree to. It could be the size of, uh, I don't know, uh, Santa Monica, which is a you know, small area in, in Los Angeles. It could, they could limit to that. We'll, we'll agree to only live in that size of a land. Okay, is that okay with you, Palestinians? And you can have the rest of what, what is now Israel? And they, say, they would say no. Or they would agree at first. And then they would say, now it's time to slaughter the Israelis. No matter what Israel does, no matter what hand it, it, it stretches out, it always hurts it in the end. Yeah. It, 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 no good deed goes unpunished. Could not be more uh, <clears throat> attributable than what Israel has gone through. The reality is these are monsters. We had to have this huge wall, this huge infrastructure system uh, with Gaza because we know what monsters they are. And even then, they were able to penetrate through it, right? It was like a safari. You know, if you've ever been to a safari, a drive-through safari, there's, there's a couple. And there's one in San Diego Zoo. And guess what? There's, 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 a, there's a, a fence. Yeah, you're, you heard it here first. <laughs> Between the carnivore animals and the non-carnivore animals, right? I wonder why, Devin. Why? <laughs> I, walls <don't> <laughs> I, the walls don't work, right? So obviously, I mean, it's so stupid to, to think otherwise. I mean, how can anyone not see this? And that's the way we have to treat, sadly, uh, what's happening on, on, on the other side of Gaza, in Gaza. These are animals. Yeah. Okay, and they've, they've demonstrated it. Before you, you say, oh, how can you say this? people are animals? They are animals. Did you see what they had to say, that the videos and, and the aftermath of these pictures? What, uh, uh, they're not, in fact, calling them animals is an insult to animals. Yeah. They're, they are monsters. Yeah. Okay? You do not let monsters into your territory. That's, it's as simple as that. You have to treat that. It was an electric fence and everything else. It, it, was, it was almost like Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't have, you know, just kind of barbed wires for the dinosaurs. No, you have massive electric uh, fences and you update them all the time and make sure that these monsters uh, never come out. Yeah. That just, that's, that's the way it works. Anyway... Uh, Gaza will be destroyed, and the only thing that will work in the end is for Israel to uh, denazify uh, Gaza. Yeah. 
de-Hamasify, de- de- I guess, and make it so that there's a, a real democracy in Gaza, and God willing, the West Bank as well. And then, then we might actually be able to make things work. Yeah. And that would take decades before we can actually have that. But I don't think it'll ever happen, Devin. Uh, first of all, I don't think that they're interested in democracy. No. Secondly, I, I don't know that uh, Islam and democracy work very well together. I don't know of a, of a purely democratic uh, Muslim country. I, I just don't know. Pakistan is not. Turkey. They have an election yeah. of some kind. Turkey is not uh, as fully Muslim. And secondly, it's not really a democracy. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, I just, there's nothing like a European-style democracy in the Muslim world. There's just not. And I just, that might be a coincidence, or it may be because they don't like it. Yeah. And I think it's the latter. Yeah. And I, I think at, at a certain point, you have to look at the history that, you know, Muslims are always talking about. Like, they are the occupiers. Their entire history is going over and conquering violently like their leader did new lands and getting conversions and that's what they do it's 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 never been the jews it's never been israel and we need to really take into like what has london with so many muslim mayors london or england so many muslim mayors london having so many muslims in it is it a better country then or was it better in the 1980s there are so many cities you can say in Europe, in Germany, in Sweden. There are no-go zones in Sweden. There's in like in the Netherlands. There's a lot. And are those places better for those immigrants, or are they worse? And at a certain point, we have to say humanity is wonderful, and we must protect humanity. And anything that has a long track history of making everything worse for human beings, maybe we should not embrace it. I, that's a super good point. I, I, I like to analyze why things are the way they are, right? We know, for example, that uh, not all Muslims are terrorists. That goes without saying. Yeah. Um, sadly, however, a great deal percentage-wise of Muslims support terrorism, yes. okay? Although they themselves may not uh, want to actively participate in terrorism, but they think that, that it's a good thing. Uh, they might even celebrate it. Uh, but it is also fair to say that virtually all terrorists are Muslim. So not all Muslims are terrorists, that's for sure. But virtually all terrorists are Muslims. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Okay? Uh, if, if you were to hear that of, of a generic terrorist attack, and you were to hear that it's terrorism, not, not a serial killing, but a terrorist attack has occurred on such such place in a European country, let's say. And it was a bomb that was went off, and it was, a, it was designed as a terrorist attack. The first thing you think about is, it's a Muslim attack. And it could be wrong, but it's not likely. Yeah. Uh, you, you certainly don't think, oh, you know, those Jews uh, have a terrorist attack. It's uh, you know, <laughs> or, or those Catholics, they, they yeah. engage in yet another Catholic terrorist attack. Yeah. It's it's a, it's obscene or a white supremacy attack, right? They, they just don't exist. So not, not in, any, in any proportion. Anyway, I want to move on to our next topic, which is the latest about COVID uh, and the vaccine. And, and for that matter, all these heart attacks, uh, it's getting preposterous. It's getting too questionable. So you have uh, a number of strange uh, things going on. One is this Brazilian gospel singer, Pedro Enrique. Enrique, he was 30 years old. He dies on the stage 
while during a performance during having a massive heart attack. All right, that's that's bad. Uh, then you have other stories like Celine Dion, who's now basically paralyzed, uh, unable to sing. Uh, she hopes to sing again one day. She's still alive, but she's got a miserable life. Um, it just has no muscle control. Then you have um, the, uh, the the Turkish parliament member. His name was Hassan Bismet. Uh, he was in the middle of a speech, strongly condemning Israel, shouting that he will suffer the wrath of Allah, and then almost immediately suffered a heart attack, and cl- <laughs> collapsed and died. Right? I mean, I, I can't say that I'm too sorry for his loss, um, but it, it does beg the question: those three people and so many more young people, young people, having heart attacks. And it begs the question, is it something to do with the COVID vaccine? Yeah. So I, I want to hear your thoughts about this, but I want to first talk about, you know, what they're saying now, okay? Yeah. So this is from Cedars-Sinai, an article uh, as of March 3rd. So, so they're tar- now they're starting to talk about how uh, these heart attacks, they're, they're recognizing that first they were ignoring it. Yeah. it, it wasn't, it's not happening. You're crazy. Right, it's like the Hunter Biden thing. Like, yeah. I have no business with Hunter Biden. I, I don't know what he's doing. What, what are you talking about, Willis? Uh, but now they're saying that, and this is a quote from Cedar sinai uh, young people are more likely to die of heart attacks post-COVID study finds. But why? And <laughs> <laughs> so, right, and then, they, and then they articulate more or less that this is a big mystery. Yeah. Uh, and they say that it's something of the virus itself that is causing these heart attacks. So even for those who never took the vaccine, such as you and me, yeah. uh, we are just as much at risk. We are. Yeah. Uh, we just might as well just plop down. Well, I'm not, I'm not a young person anymore. I'm not in my 20s or 30s. So, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm past that. But it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, I've, if I'm older, then I should be more prone to a heart attack like that. Right. But anyway, the point is that they're going for this new uh, narrative, I think. And, and they say nothing of the vaccines, all right? So then, uh, and you've got to hear this one particular thing. This is from the Today Show. Okay, so they, I'm just going to play this out. I want to make sure that I get this uh, totally right. It's, it's fascinating. See, crews like this one, responding to heart problems is a matter of life and death. We've just been called out to a report of a cardiac arrest at convalescent hospital. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began, L.A. County paramedics say they've been busier than ever with calls like this one, transporting a cardiac arrest patient. County health officials have tracked notable increases in cardiac arrests and heart attacks since the pandemic began. And Okay, so right now what you're thinking is like, yeah, that's I, I've been hearing about that. So now they're addressing it. These are only 2023 uh, articles. And this one is in February 9 of 2023. And so they're saying, okay, let's, let's look at this. Uh, you know, they're noticing it, but they have to give an explanation. They, can't, they, they, they cannot uh, just simply, you know, uh, what, what is it? Um, sing it away, whistle it away, right? right? With the, they, they're plugging their ears and blinding their eyes and everything else. It's happening. They, they have to acknowledge it, but now they have to explain why, right? right? But nothing about it is about the, uh, the, the possibility of the vaccines. And experts say it's part of a broader trend. A national study from Cedars-Sinai Hospital shows that deaths related to heart attacks increased across every age group since the spring of 2020. But the group that saw the biggest increase 
isn't who you might think. Young people are obviously not really supposed to die of heart attack. But the relative increase in heart attack-associated deaths among 25 to 44-year-olds was a staggering 30%, more than the increase in middle and older age groups, which ranged between 15 and 20%. Okay, so you're seeing these increases. Now, you may have heard her say, uh, starting since the middle of 2020, which is, you know, before the vaccine. And therefore, it, it suggests that the vaccine can't be responsible for it because the vaccine hadn't yet been rolled out. Okay. I don't believe this. Yeah. I, I think that they have to push back to these numbers. And you can play anything with these statistics. I'm not saying that they're outright lying, but I am saying that I'm, I'm raising at least one eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, De- Devin's going to raise two. <laughs> and sometimes he raises three eyebrows which does concern me, but that's another story. So later on in this uh, segment, they, they start talking about that, the point about the vaccines, uh, much later on, and, and I want to play that too. Why don't we play, go ahead and play that, Devin? Okay. They're starting to think that a COVID infection or reinfections could be considered a risk factor for heart disease in and of itself. But she says they have more work to do before knowing for sure. All right. Erin McLaughlin. Erin, uh, thank you. Joining us with more is NBC senior medical correspondent Dr. John Torres. I think we should start off with something that a lot of people think and I think needs to be cleared up. There are a lot of people who believe it is the COVID vaccine that causes heart issues, not COVID itself. Can you... Because they're crazy, these people. <laughs> just just don't, I mean, even listen to these people. Let's just dismiss this right away. And she sets it up. It's a softball question. And this delightful doctor who knows so much better, and he's going to roll his eyes as he speaks. You just clear In that COVID up. itself, there's such a higher risk of getting a heart issue from COVID, especially myocarditis. And when you look at the statistics, myocarditis, you're 11 times more likely to get it from COVID itself than you are from the vaccine when it comes to heart attacks. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't they just say that they have no idea that there's any correlation between COVID? And this guy, this doctor, is saying it very firmly. You are loving it from COVID. Yep. He doesn't know. No. He doesn't know anything about yep. this. And everyone said, and, I, and, and the article that I, I just mentioned before, the other article from today, saying that they have no idea why. Yep. And that was an article that was a month and a half later than, than this interview that he's giving. So, again, I, I, I'm Mr. Skeptical, right? I'm Mr. Cynical, Mr. Skeptical, and you've got to be, especially today. Yeah. There's been no direct connection between a vaccine and heart attacks or cardiac arrest. There have been some reports, but those reports were usually somebody who had a heart attack the day after getting the vaccine, which means the vaccine really hadn't, hadn't even time. done its thing. What? What? <laughs> like, there's so, it's not just there have been some reports. He's saying, literally, people get vaccinated, and then they have a heart attack. Yeah. Sometimes almost immediately. Well, that can't be because, you know, the, the vaccine doesn't have time to work through the system. Yeah. BS. Right. It, that, that's the whole point. It goes directly into your bloodstream. Yeah. It, it, takes, it takes a very short amount of time. I, I, it's garbage. I mean, you can get food poisoning within a couple of hours. Yeah. But somehow, if you take a vaccine, which goes directly into your bloodstream, that, that is not connected at all. No, no, it, it's absurd. It, it would take, what, months to do so? Yeah. So, but, but he's, he's saying with great confidence that it's the COVID that caused the heart attacks, right. not the vaccine. So there's no jury out. It's, it's absurd to even think about it. 
but with the COVID thing, for sure, because everyone hates COVID-19, right? I mean, yeah. th there's nobody responsible for COVID-19 other than China itself, right? Yeah. And that's the thing where it's like they know that there's no connection between the vaccine and heart attacks because they had so much of a study and they did so many like actual experiments, double blind studies about the effects of the vaccine. No, they didn't. They, it was experimental. It was um, EUA, Experimental Use Authorization. It was an experimental drug. Yeah. The Nuremberg Code, everything's going back to the Nazis now. Every single thing. The Nuremberg Code, you're not supposed to experiment on people without their informed consent. You're not supposed to compel people to take an experimental drug. That's exactly what they did. So everything, if they want to do, oh, it's ambiguous or, well, it was safe and effective, except you kept on having to get a booster. And if somebody wasn't vaccinated, they're going to kill you, even though you've been boosted. It's obscene. It's really obscene. Yeah, it's and, and when people try to tell me that there's nothing to see here, right? Yeah. And, but, but just like the, the Hunter Biden story, uh, just like the, 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 their attempt to tell us that there's nothing happening at the border, that, that Bidenomics is fantastic, Right. It's the reason why you're so happy today. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so. And then they're trying to tell us again that uh, that's nothing to do with the vaccine. It's everything to do with with COVID. And they, they don't even realize what they themselves said on NBC News, NBC News, rather, uh, when it did happen in the beginning yeah. in 2021. So here's uh, a report from NBC News in 2021, right shortly after the vaccine was indeed rolled out, and they actually did talk about some causation with the vaccine. Let's check it out, shall we? Am room to the courtroom this morning, new fronts in the fight against COVID-19. The CDC finding 16 to 24-year-olds who received the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine have experienced higher than normal cases of myocarditis and inflammation of the heart muscle. Oops. <laughs> that's, like, that's back in, in June of 2021, yeah. right? Half an hour, half an hour, half a year uh, of the, the, the rollout, because I believe it was January 21 where they started rolling out this vaccine. And they said the CDC investigates these heart issues in vaccinated kids, yeah. right? And, and showing these higher elevations from Pfizer and Moderna. All right? So they didn't say anything about COVID. It's like they want to change their narrative. It's, but then again, we, we do live in the brave new world, Yeah. right? This is very Orwellian. It's very disturbing, but you just have to do your own research. Let's continue on. Myocarditis symptoms can include fever and fatigue, shortness of breath, and chest pain. The CDC said the higher rate of cases occurred especially among young men following their second dose of an mRNA vaccine. But notes the reports are rare, given the number of vaccine doses administered. Yeah, but only like yeah, 300 or so people die. It's, su it's such an absurdly high number. It's rare. Like if you had one, okay, it's rare that planes crash. It's rare. Yeah. But if, if something was not checked uh, in an airplane and, uh, or, or a pilot had some alcohol on board and he drank a little too much and it crashed, they would say, well, you know, it's so rare. So don't worry about it, folks. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Okay, just, just go home. Right? I mean, can you imagine how absurd that would be? Oh, absolutely. Like, when there is a plane crash, they take every single itsy-bitsy piece of the plane and put it back together. Like, they want to find out everything going on. And they're very brazen. Like, oh, it's just a couple – like, it's just your children. It's just your family dying. That's, it's not ours. So, you know, it's, it's not that important. Yeah. 
Well, that, that is exactly so. So uh, there are a lot of other things to worry about, though. Yeah. I mean, beyond the COVID thing. Yeah. And by that, I mean global warming. Oh, God, is that back <laughs> again? It's yeah. back. It's back. Uh, it's like, you know, the, to me, global warming is like that, uh, that oh, I forget the name of the show, where they, they did a show where your skin would turn inside out. It was the fog or something like that, right? And, and your, your skin would just invert itself, you know, like, a, like plastic, you know, some sort of leather that they'll flip around on itself. It was really disgusting, right? Yeah. The Simpsons made a spoof of it, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, to me, it's, I'm as concerned about global warming as I'm about that possibility. My skin flipping inside and out. It's so absurd. And yet people are obsessed with it. These people are loons. You're an idiot if you believe in this global warming crap. Yeah. Okay? The climate changes. Live with it. Okay? And we do not change the planet. And even if we did change the planet, unless everyone's on board, yeah. everyone, it doesn't matter what we do yeah. to reduce it. You, you, stop. Just Stop. If China is, on, is not doing it and India is not doing it and other countries are not doing it, and it's not fair to impose that upon them, by the way, yeah. but if they're not doing it, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's, it's like, a, you know, you turn on the air conditioning in a house, but all the windows are open. <laughs> like, okay, well, it's, you're, gonna, you're not going to get the cool effect that you want, right? right? It's, so we need to close all the windows for the air conditioning to work, right? I mean, otherwise you're wasting money. And this is the same thing with global warming. Anyway, there's something far worse than that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> far worse than the, the, the jet planes and, and the cars and the, the toots from the, from, the, um, from the cows. It's breathing. <gasps> yes. You're, uh, you, well, that was good. You breathed in. Yeah. Hold your breath for the rest of the show. Do your part. Thank you. Do, do your part to fight global warming <laughs> by not breathing anymore. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine... Uh, you know, anyway, I just want to say what they found. So I think this is from the New York Times also. Gases we exhale, gases we exhale contribute to 0.1% of the UK's greenhouse gas emissions. <laughs> okay, 0.1. Yeah. So don't breathe. Okay. Can you yeah. imagine, Devin, reporting your neighbor to Child Protective Services because he lets his children breathe? <laughs> <laughs> and that's damaging to the planet. Yeah. You know, it's... But then again, you might report your, your neighbor also to Child Protective Services for not letting your children breathe, right? I mean, it seems like a lose-lose situation if you ask me. Yeah. I, it, it's very bizarre. The thing that got me really, I remember that moment when I realized it wasn't carbon monoxide. It was carbon dioxide that was a problem. The very thing that plants breathe in. It's a cycle. We breathe out, plants breathe in, and it goes together. Just have more plants. They breathe in more of the carbon dioxide, and we, that's how the entire world works. Right. It's not a bad thing. It's a perfect system that God created. Yeah. That is, that is true. Um, now, I have a serious question to ask you, Devin, yep. and, and please just, just be straight with me. Okay. As you know, there is a story uh, I believe it was on the December 12 or so of a story of the uh, of the intern in uh, in the Senate who uh, decided that he's going to film somehow the sex tape and everything else. And uh, he was fired, of course, I like that. But of course, there was another participant and nobody knows who it was. Oh, really? yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question. Devin, where were you on the day of uh, December 12, 2023? Oh, wow. I, I, I saw that flight ticket 
Sorry, sir. I, I just, it's just a reasonable question. I, I know that other people might have been in Washington, D.C., but you were there, right? I'm, I'm just going to say that I was the boom mic holder, and that was my only connection. That's all I was, was holding the boom mic. These hallowed halls, you know, it was so funny. I, I forget which uh, Democrat senator said, you know, the, the same thing. Well, listen, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, that's not good. Uh, but they, they called it a, a sacrosanct uh, area of, of the Senate, right? The Senate building with all the incredible d- debates that they have. And it's so important uh, that they shape world affairs and everything else. Uh, but when, when it came to the insurrection, the so-called insurrection, January 6th, which I call the big trespass, yeah. um, that was that they, they de- desecrated the sacred halls of the Senate. But somehow when this guy does his gay sex, you know, it's so perverted. I mean, everything about it was so ugly. Yeah, ah, that's cool. You know, all right, so let's move on. <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here, right? It's like, we did it, so. Yes, it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, the story of 19 state attorneys general urged Biden to reconsider the proposed rule that would disqualify Christian families who do not affirm LGBTQ rules from becoming foster parents. Uh, so these are obviously red states uh, that, that are asking to uh, reconsider it. Uh, look, I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, wh- why are they doing this? This goes to the very issue and, and the final issue of, of our podcast today. Why are they doing this? Why would they uh, preclude a parent from adopting a child when most of the so many, I wouldn't say most, so many parents who want children are Christian families yeah. and they want to raise their, their kids Christian, adopted or not, yeah. okay? But now they're, they're cutting this off. Unless they affirm that they will affirm the child's identity, they are not going to get a child. And here's the thing, they use their, their Christian's, uh, uh, you know, sense of honesty, yeah. uh, that they will tell the truth. I will not affirm that this child, I will not say to you that I'm going to tell this child he can be whatever sex he wants to be. I'm not going to do that. Uh, and you and I would say that, right. right? But, you know, you would think to yourself, okay, well, if you're a Christian family, just, you know, play the game a little bit and say, yeah, yeah, cool. Whatever the child wants to be, I, I'm going to respect that. And then, of course, tell little Johnny that he's little Johnny and he can't be little Janie. Right. And that's that. Thank you very much. How are they going to enforce it, right? I mean, but no, they, they want to get this because they know Christians are going to be honest about this. Yeah. God bless Christians. I love Christians. Anyway, uh, I got to tell you that what they're doing here, because they know this is such a marginal thing. It's so rare um, that they will actually deal with a transgender kid, yeah. right? It's, it's, by definition, it's one out of 35,000 people uh, who have true dysphoria. Yeah. So why are they doing this? Because it's not really about protecting these one out of 35,000 or so kids. Uh, it's, it's just not. That's not what it's about. It's about destroying Christianity. Yeah. Okay. They're doing it step by step, slowly marginalizing it. This is what they did with the Baker case, right? Uh, first, uh, failing to affirm uh, a same-sex wedding, then failing to affirm a transgender or um, reveal party or whatever it was, I, I guess. And, uh, and they're doing this time and time again. Yeah. Right. There's, there, are, there are more things that they're doing. That, and then, of course, they're burning churches and they're not even really prosecuting that at all. You don't hear about that, at least. Yeah. Uh, and then they're calling uh, Catholics uh, extreme uh, Catholic, whatever it is, Catholic terrorists, right? Yeah. Extreme white 
supremacist terrorists, try, putting that, the floating that out, that, that out there, that Catholics and Christians uh, may be terrorists in, in and of themselves. They, they may be espousing a terrorist ideology. That Christianity and Catholicism themselves are terrorists. They're doing this, and this is one of the things they're doing. Yeah. Marginalizing ever so slowly. Yeah. And they did this with COVID. They, they, they made sure to shut down all the churches yeah. because they're not an essential service. Remember when they were talking about essential services? Right. No. Churches are not, but strip clubs are. Yeah. You know, casinos are. Yeah. But not churches. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing I would think, along with police and fire departments, uh, is the most essential, is the church. Yeah. And, and yet, they just had no trouble shutting it down. Yeah. And, and then even when they offered it to do outside, they, they wouldn't do it. It was about marginalizing Christianity. This is, this is ultimately what we're seeing here. And, that, and this whole foster parent thing and the adoption thing, it's an effort to make Christians uh, not second-class citizens, but third or fourth class citizens. They want people to say, oh, he's a Christian, you know. Yeah. He's, a, he's one of those. He's a cultist. Yeah. They would love to, to do that. And that's slowly but surely creeping in. And we've got to bring God back in. Devin, that's the only answer. And I don't mean that you have to go out there and, and, and show your bona fides to, that you've gone to church once a week and, and as a, or synagogue once a week. No, no, I, I don't mean that. I, I just means you, you just have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Just acknowledge that, that God is a force. You don't have to even believe in God. But to, to, to try to dismantle God, uh, no, no. Yeah. It, it just doesn't work that way. You're just wrong to think that somehow we can live in a society without God. And we as Christians and Jews, and I really put us on the same team, yeah. uh, we've got to fight back. Yeah. And every time an atheist talks to you and says, there ain't no God or whatever, you, you got to talk to them. You, you got to push back in whatever persuasive uh, way you can and say, well, don't, and again, I always say this, don't talk to him first about Jesus and, and such. It's, it's, you're, you're putting the cart before the horse. You have to start off by, well, how was it that we were created? Yeah. And show him the ridiculousness of his own arguments. Um, oh, some aliens uh, planted some seed uh, on Earth, and, and that's how, how did the aliens come, come about? I mean, you're just kicking the can down the road, but please tell me, how, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, you know, this and that. Make him look foolish in his own arguments. And, and at the very least, you'll plant a seed in his brain that'll make him rethink everything. All right, folks. Well, Devin, thank you so much for again co-hosting uh, on the Brock Larry podcast. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Brock Larry signing off, saying God bless. Talk with you next week.